0: We're in Fuego, and <laughs> <In> Fuego, <laughs> beer and psalm Wednesdays, oh, it
1: is. beer, psalm, beer and Psalms. we
0: got coffee, ice coffee, we a Mikey's. Frost we're a ready. Glass.
1: Mikey's. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. It's hard to intro over this music, um, campus preacher <laughs> Keith Darrell. Chalk Knox. I'm the water boy. Pastor Toby's still on vacation. Pray for him. <laughs> Everybody's missing he him. Please Everybody's come back,
2: yeah. Pastor. Don't leave us. Our Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine is a... Are we rolling? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Our Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine is a quarterly issue that packs a judo chop like a 21 year Balvini. no ice. We do not water down our scotch. Why would we water down our theology? Order a yearly subscription for yourself and then send a couple of yearly subscriptions to your friends who have been drinking lukewarm evangelical Kool-Aid. Every quarter we promise quality food for the soul, wine for the heart, and some Red Bull for turning over tables. And we like turning over <laughs> yeah. tables. We yep. love that. Our magazine will include cultural commentary, a psalm of the quarter, recipes for feasting, laughter sprinkled throughout the glossy pages, and more. Sign up today at FLFnetwork.com.
0: Where?
2: FLFnetwork.com.
0: Uh, everybody go get your beer, com? get click, your Bibles. Click
1: on shop. Get
0: ready for psalms and beer. Beer and psalms. Psalm 116. 116. That's, that's one second, second
1: segment. That's second yeah, segment. segment. Second, we'll segment. Psalm 116. Yeah. Beer and psalms. Today. We could have talked about Art Kelly. Oh, Art 30 Ke- years in jails. You know, thirty years in jails. <laughs> he only has you know? an eighty-nine IQ. Wait, or
0: <laughs> they gave him. They gave Art Kelly thirty years. Thirty
1: years huh. um, for trafficking. You know, Scotus, or we could talk about the Scotus ruling that uh, the white man. I mean, I mean, states can prosecute crimes on Native American lands, oh. or how the January sixth committee made a fool out of themselves with Cassidy Hutchins' testimony. <laughs> You know, first of all, Trump left in an SUV, not a limo. And secondly, if he's in a a limo, how do you reach through a bulletproof glass and try to grab the steering wheel in a limo? He's he's a big guy.
0: He's a big guy. I digress. He's a big guy.
1: Today, we're going to talk about the most important (laughs) event that you should be aware of. Today was Jim Wilson's memorial, and if you do not know who Jim Wilson was, Mm. well, virtually everything that has come out of Moscow is here because of his vision and faithfulness to God our Father. Facts. Jim was the ultimate evangelist and moved his family to Moscow, Poland area, to, to the area we're in, because in his words, he said it was strategic and feasible. It was this vision that was inculcated in Pastor Wilson. It was this vision that seeded the ground for classical Christian education across the nation. Yeah. New St. Andrews College, Greyfriars Hall, Cross Politic, Cannon Press, and, and like so much more. Yeah. Still growing. Still growing. Yeah. So today we dedicate this show to Jim and the life he lived, pointing everyone around him to Jesus. And if you don't know Jim, Jim Wilson was born October 6th, 1927, to Leonard and Lillian Wilson in a farmhouse near Monte, Nebraska. I don't think that's how they pronounce it in Nebraska. (laughs) He enlisted in the United States Navy right at the close of World War I and obtained a fleet appointment to the Naval Academy graduating in the class of 1950. He served as a line officer throughout the course of the entire Korean War, earning nine battle stars. Wow. His work experience was certainly varied from the Omaha Stockyards as a teenager to the Bridge of the Destroyer at War. In the course of the war, in 1952, he married Bessie Dodds, a Canadian missionary to Yokohama, Japan. That's pretty incredible. Jim is survived by three sons, Doug, Pastor Wilson, Evan, and Gordon Wilson. His one daughter, Heather Torrison, a true child of joy entered into joy before him a year and a half ago. Mm. Jim was converted to Christ while at the Navy Academy. And from that time on was committed to personal evangelism. Yes, he was not only was he committed to it, but he was also extremely gifted in it. He truly was one of the most gifted evangelists I had ever met touching the lives of thousands He was the author of numerous books, including Principles of War, How to Be Free from Bitterness, and Grace Upon Grace's Autobiography, which um, we'll have links to those in the show notes. Nate, his grandson, gave the eulogy today, and we thought that this was too good for you to miss.
3: So enjoy watching this with us. My grandfather was a blunt man. Not blunt, like an edged tool that has gone dull, He was blunt like a force. Blunt like something with no edges at all. James Irwin Wilson was blunt like a tree is blunt. Blunt and virtually immovable. In the end, the long slow end, even the stump, was hard to pull. James Wilson was blunt with his honesty, with his counsel, with his gospel preaching. Blunt with his kindness, especially his kindness, because the kindest thing he could ever think to do was to insist that everyone he ever met repent and turn to Jesus, including people who already had. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) And he spent his entire adult life focused on exactly that task, giving that blunt kindness to as many souls as he could possibly reach. Even here, Today, when today was still an unknown dot on the horizon years away, that's all he wanted from this gathering. And, as as was often the case when he was still here, he will get his wish. My grandfather was a traveler, a Nebraska boy who saw the world in a Navy uniform, and who traveled after with his pockets packed with gospel tracts. And when a trip was complete, when kindness had been shown in the great wide elsewhere, when the gospel had been preached and souls had been saved or lost, debriefing was important. Stories must be told, tales spun in a little living room on Howard Street beside the fireplace, where incidentally he let his grandchildren burn trash and watch the pretty colored flames. It was the 80s. Some of these stories kind of shock me in their honesty still. Stories of repentance from very specific sins. Stories of Christians falling into very specific sins. There was a bluntness there. And honesty, occasionally to what I thought was a shocking fault. But I was always there for it always there for the stories. It was my grandfather's post-trip stories, in fact, that provoked my own first public proclamation that I would be a storyteller, although I don't remember doing it. Uh, I don't remember if I was three or four. It was before my memory, but it was provoked by his storytelling. And it was my grandfather who cheerfully read, happily, willingly read, my first attempt at fiction. He read it with a set jaw and a stern face with a sagging jowl while breathing through his nose with brows up and a downward gaze through glasses on the end of that nose. The pages in his hands were loose, the story looser, involving violence in the Highlands. When he had finished, he handed the pages back to that middle schooler me. It's terrible, he said. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> but I was still surprised. And I don't know why I was surprised, given the many other things I had heard him say. <laughs> years later, it took years winning his praise mattered because he was honest. In his autobiography, and hopefully there are no copies left out there in the lobby, Grace upon grace. He describes, or I should say, because I have my shot, fails to describe, one particularly momentous and historic day, the coming of a wall of dust, dust thick enough and fast enough to bring annihilation to the entirety of a vast fertile region, the Dust Bowl. He writes simply of that strange brown cloud rapidly approaching that was the end of our little farm and then he moves on on to the next chapter without emotion without nostalgia without sentiment I asked about it later I fished for a lot more I wanted visceral description I wanted to know what it was like standing there when that wall hit that little farm but I came up empty the closure for him had been total and uninteresting. There had been no point in indulging in self-pity or even cataloging the destruction. He had clearer memories of the names and faces of people he had met once and witnessed to in the sixties than he did when it came to the destruction of his childhood farm. And I was disappointed. It's terrible. But not really. It's more him. I remember my grandfather at my grandmother's memorial, standing there and saying something along the lines of, I wondered if I would cry when Bessie died. And he added, almost observing himself, I didn't. Oh. He would wondered, didn't happen. Beside their father's grave, his sons were not much different, I have to say. Sentimentality was absent. Respect was shown, the job was done, and men went back to the work God had given them. It was, as James Wilson, a thing as a thing could be. But some of us are softer. We stayed behind in the rain and put that man in the ground. We stomped on that sod. We watched the tractor dump the dirt first. We lowered him in, and we did all that entirely for our own sakes. My grandfather was kind and blunt. A kind and blunt port for any wayward ship in any storm. His home was my home after ours burned. His money was everyone's money. (laughs) His books were and are everyone's books. And don't you try to avoid it. Again, sin, sin, sin. Back in the day when my grandparents could still make their own way to Pizza Hut. The staff had to keep a bookshelf in the kitchen just to hold his extra literary tips. I remember seeing it. I remember going with him on one of those trips to Pizza Hut and watching the waitresses respond to a few more copies of a few more missionary biographies. And I remember watching them stored in the library back there. But books were just a vehicle. Jim Wilson wanted his joy to be your joy. He wanted his hope to be your hope. Sit still in just a little bit and let him share it. Because that hope is sure and true, because our Savior is victorious and death is not the end, we now mark the falling of a blunt old tree, courageous and kind and honest, a mighty oak that gave much to many. And those of us descended from him count ourselves chief among the blessed. James Irwin Wilson, evangelist, now retired, has been called to his true home. But that is not the end of any farm, let alone his little farm. Work remains, so pick up your tools. This harvest waits for no man. Amen.
0: Um. Right after this, James, they had a video of, of, of Jim preaching the gospel to everybody yeah. that
1: was He pre-recorded, <laughs> pre-recorded a gospel message for his own funeral. Be- before he even, I'm going to die yeah. someday. So let's record this let's for record my funeral. this
0: gospel message. Yeah. That's how much he loved Jesus. Hey, cheers yeah. to King Jesus for giving us go. a man like James. Cheers. All right. cheers. Here's to the King. Beer and Psalm Wednesday, we're going to have the gospel preached to us by none other then Keith Darrell, you better bring some you Jesus just, on I got pressure on now. I You're on. Want tribute. You want to come back? <laughs> More cross politics up next. Cheers to the king. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO
2: of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country.
3: Have you thought about a move?
1: Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide.
0: Wherever
2: you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at
0: storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy mine right all up in the flesh
1: (laughs) oh am i gonna read the song before keith uh you can i think i should i think i should uh,
0: go for it brother
1: uh welcome back uh this episode segment is brought to you by bobo construction stop sending your hard-earned money to companies that hate you and they hate you It's time to build a christian economy yes we're working on it bobo construction inc is literally doing just that for all of your construction needs partner bobo construction today for any project in california nevada washington or idaho Contact, I, I, I bet they might even be able to come farther than that. You know, if, if it's pay. a big enough price, project the they, price is right. they do big projects. Uh, contact Austin Bobo at Bobo Construction. Um, at a Bobo Construction, say it again. I gotta, my, my, my thing jumped on me oh, right huh? here, yeah, so yeah, yeah, but, um, That's a Bobo, so Austin a Bobo at Bobo Construction. He stopped giving out his telephone number, okay? huh? There you go. I'm gonna read, um, Psalm 116 because yes. this is this is beer and Psalms yeah. today, okay? Baron and Psalms today. Uh, and pretty appropriate psalm, Jim, Jim Wilson's memorial, and just kind of the subject of what we're going to be talking about today. But uh, Psalm 116, I love the Lord because he has heard. My voice and my pleas for mercy, because he's inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold of me. I suffered distress and angu- anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. "'Gracious is the Lord, and righteous our God is merciful. "'The Lord preserves the simple. "'When I sought, when I was brought low, he saved me. "'Return, O oh my soul, to your rest, "'for the Lord has dealt bountiful with you. "'For you have delivered my soul from death, "'my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. "'I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. "'I believed even when I spoke, I am greatly afflicted. "'I said in my alarm, all mankind are liars.' What shall I render to the Lord for his benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Mm.
0: I feel like I means thanks be to God. <laughs> the word of God. The, the, word word to the Lord. Lord. Yeah. Thanks be <laughs> to God.
2: Psalm 116, 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And this morning we commemorate the life of Jim Wilson, and the, uh, the death of Jim Wilson is precious in the sight of the Lord, and it ought to be precious in the sights of the saints as well, especially Mm. if you enjoy some of the fruit coming out of Moscow. Jim Wilson was an evangelist, as everybody's testifying about. And over the last few years, I've realized how his fingerprints are all over Moscow's, even ministries, churches, and individuals that don't even recognize his name. He shaped this town. And now, without hyperbole, he is shaping the American church through his disciples. Mm. Without rehashing Jim's story, Jim moved to Moscow to win a war. Mm. Jim's desire was to evangelize everyone he came into contact with. In Doug's commemoration of his father, he thinks his dad's most disappointing part of arriving in heaven is that there is no one to evangelize. <laughs> <laughs> in light of that, we lost a great evangelist. Yet, Jesus says, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. Right. Mm. But if it dies, it bears much fruit.
0: Mm. Jesus-, <laughs>
2: oh, come on now. Jesus was speaking of his death, but I believe it applies to life and death of Jim Wilson as well. Mm. Jim's message was simple. It's the simple gospel. The gospel is... Amazingly simple. A few weeks ago I got to preach on Pentecost and it had me thinking about the reality of the gospel. On the day of Pentecost, Jesus of Nazareth's followers were gathered together. Tongues of fires fell and a crowd gathered. Peter stands and announces with great simplicity and profundity that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth seven weeks ago prior to that event was where God was fixing the world. Not only was he crucified, dead, buried, but he ascended and poured out the Holy Spirit. That was Jim Wilson's mission, being Mm. filled with the Holy Spirit and going to the ends of the earth as a witness to Jesus of Nazareth. That is still our mission. Sadly, according to Barna, 51% of churchgoers don't know of the Great Commission. Mm. Only one in four say the Great Commission (laughs) rings a bell but they cannot remember what it is. Angel get his wings or something? <laughs> yeah. Something up uh, there about the great communion. Only 17% of Christians say they know what it means. Uh, what do we do in light of this? Jim's witness is simple, confess our sins. Confess the sins of omission, which goes so easily unnoticed. Things like lying, adultery, abortion, and the like are so easily noticed. They're evident, but shrinking back from sharing the gospel is not as evident to everybody involved. Mm. Let us confess our sins of omission, our passivity in sharing the gospel. Jim says, in Christian evangelism, the greatest cause of immobility is fear. Fear is not a principle of war, or it would get a long chapter in this book. Fear is not bad if we are fearing the right one. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. And I'm quoting Paul. He says, Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. It is fear of those who can kill only the body that immobilizes the Christians. My prayer and hope is that in the story of in the life of J- Jim Wilson uh, will be like a grain of wheat that falls into the earth and dies, and it bears much fruit in his life, your life, and in the broader church.
0: Mm. You know, that was one of the things, that, being there at the memorial service, there's so much to observe. There was... Um, the way that he ordered out the just the songs themselves Yeah. so they had yeah. so uh, uh, that thing was like our um was it? oh yeah 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 oh yes that's right thank you i didn't you really just tell me but the way he ordered out the songs it was like a bunch of songs This is what he requested. But, the yeah, order he requested. The order that he requested yeah, yeah. though he had songs that fit the birth of Jesus yeah. the death of Christ The resurrection of christ Mm -hmm. the second coming and then the conversion and consecration and he just the way he thought about it it is like conversion and consecration had like five songs amazing (laughs) grace he hideth my soul may the mind of christ my savior Um, be thou my vision, and for all the saints. And it was so good. And
2: then the commemoration ended with N. Kenneby with John Wesley, uh, right. Charles yeah. Wesley's weather, Kent b
0: But yeah. then, you uh, so don't he, sing John Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, Charles. <laughs> Holy Charles! Holy, Holy Charles. Charles! But you know, so you had, you know, um, you had that, and then you had uh, his grandson get up and give his eulogy, and then you had all three of his sons get up and proclaim the gospel. Yeah, and, all three. And, then, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was, you know, there's a lot of things when people pass on you know you always think like what kind of person do you want to be what kind of legacy you want to leave and a legacy that he left and he wanted to uh get out there was that christ demands that all men everywhere repent and believe the gospel it wasn't like hey jim's a great guy mm-hmm. hey jim's done this yeah. jim, he's got yeah. great and stories even he has
2: uh saved from being good
0: saved from <laughs> being yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly
2: <laughs> the testimony of jim wilson but you know
0: it, it, it was encouraging because it, it even spurred me on to say okay now is it your concern that everybody that you meet knows about the lordship of jesus that's right. christ mm-hmm. that's right is it your concern that everything that happens on planet earth mm-hmm. <laughs> people know that christ has something to say about that and that they are underneath yeah. his rule and they need to repent and believe the gospel of jesus yeah. christ
2: you know and, and we were talking talk about this before the show and i think one of the challenges being in the reformed world and it's good, but we have, like I, I kind of mentioned in the little monologue, is, is the sins of omission. Like, if yeah. you're not sharing the gospel, no one notices. Yeah. You know I mean? like like right. and, and from there, the, the challenge is you don't want to put pressure on somebody who's not, that's not their gifting. So not everybody yeah. should be a street preacher sort of right. thing. Right. So how do we go about, as a church, evangelizing, having everybody all hands on deck, and so to speak. And playing their role, playing in, their that role and, yeah. in that evangelism. Playing their role in that evangelism. And one of the things, just reading some of the life of Jim Wilson being here, I was talking about him the other day with somebody, and uh, I think it was their their aunt or their grandma was a hair cutter, and they're like Jim would come in and get a haircut, and everybody was getting the gospel before he yeah, got a haircut. Yeah, yeah. He would come in, he would come in early, and people who were sitting there lined up, he, they were gonna get the gospel. And so it was just like honestly, like his life, it really is just like invigorating to me because I when I was converted in 1993, I went off to college. My operating assumption was everybody wants to know the gospel, and yeah. so I would just talk to everybody about the gospel, and like I didn't have a category with. Oh, you shouldn't be talking about the gospel cuz right. it was such good news to me that I was yeah. like cross from death yeah. to life. I was yeah. like they want to know the good news. And yeah. then then I became like self-conscious of like, oh, I need to be relevant. And, and then uh-huh. you start to shrink back at that point yeah. of actually proclaiming the gospel to people cuz you're like, oh, is this the right time? Is this the right place? Uh, and I was just I've just been encouraged Think about his life. I lost another friend a few weeks ago who was also an evangelist. And this has got me thinking, like, Mm -hmm. who's picking this up? Because even if 51% of evangelicals don't know the Great Commission, um, and even with that, I I can't remember all the polls now, but, like, even young people, they don't believe we should be converting people. They'll they'll, they'll be believers, but they don't think. So there's just almost a crisis in evangelism and evangelicalism, and a broader, are we doing it? And so his life the life of my other friend, it just has me kind of motivated. Like, you know, I just yeah. want to share the gospel. That yeah. whole
0: poll, I read that Barnapole poll, one of the most shocking things was that it, amongst those who do believe the gospel and understand what it is and also hold to a more reformed position, 24% of that 93 don't pray. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> or, or, or do pray, I'm sorry. Only 24, 23% actually do pray. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just bad. And, Whatever it, it is, is. Like, <laughs> it's bad. It's like, yeah, whoa. Yeah. Bad,
2: bad shape. And, it goes, and going back to Jerusalem, confess your sins. Prayerlessness, lack of evangelism, lack of loving your neighbor, lack yeah. of loving the, the church. There's just a lot there.
0: Yeah, it, it was um, one of the things. That I, so I was supposed to go on a show talk about... Um, 2 Corinthians, Corinthians 10 4. And inside of 2 Corinthians 10 4, yeah, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God. Everybody likes to use that as if it's a form of evangelism engaged, but it's actually dealing with the lack, with the, a sancti- it's a sanctification verse, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was talking to Jason Farley about this. He's like, you know, Paul is saying, I am looking for your obedience. And I want your obedience. That's what I'm fighting for. That's what Paul is after is the obedience of the Corinthian church. And so he's like, when we came to you, we didn't come to you with things to make you righteous on the exterior side of it. We came directing you towards the gospel of Jesus Christ so that you would be come into um, conformity with the obedience of that Christ, and you coming into conformity with that is what changes everything else. So it was that kind of message that Paul preached that said, hey, when Christians come to obedience in Christ The whole dominoes of everything falls into place, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so part of our, you know, part of what we need to, uh, Nate said it uh, in his talk, he gave people the gospel who didn't know it, and Mm -hmm. if they did, he gave it to it just in case. (laughs) Just 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 in case. case. And I think that needs to be a lot of our approaches because a lot of people who might think they know the gospel, they haven't it hasn't um they haven't embraced it fully and the reality yeah, of it and yeah. what it means and the importance of it so that it's just something that pops out of you like, man, yeah. look, Jesus saved sin, guys, and we got a lot of sin around <laughs> here. You yeah. know? Yeah,
1: well, well the gospel the gospel call is still the same for a believer as it is for a non believer. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. always repent and believe it's always it's repent, always repent and believe. Exactly so right. Jim Wilson's not he's not off. No, no, <laughs> you know and all that. But,
0: and I, but I think that part of what we need to remember about the gospel of Jesus Christ, and th- this is where um, Evan started off. It was the the fact that the authority of Christ, the supremacy of the supremacy Christ, of Christ. Yep. Christ yep. is the fa- it allows for the do- the declaration of the gospel to go forth.
2: Yeah, when I'm on, when I'm on campus, people are like, "Oh, you're so bold Come It's like, like, I remember being a little kid getting a fight. If my brother was had my back, I'd go in there a house of fire because if even if I'm losing, yeah. I'm gonna win. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah exactly right. So, so if we're persuaded that Jesus has all authority under heaven and earth, like. Going back to Jim, what, like it's Jesus' words, but but what can what can man do to us? Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're absolutely confident that Jesus has all authority on earth, you can go into that battle. Yeah. Like I remember a couple years ago, um, what was it? Bundy's down in uh, Nevada? Oh, yeah, 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 And uh, I remember
1: uh, the BLM, uh, but I, not Black Lives Matter, but, but the Bureau of Land the, Management. And I remember
2: yeah. some people with their Second Amendment think they turn back the federal government, but they're like riding horses. Yeah, yeah. They got their little guns, <laughs> on the front. Okay. and like if the if the federal government sent him one jet and
1: that yep. whole it's, little, over.
2: it's over. And and so they didn't really have power. You know what I mean? But we have all of that authority. We have all of that power going into our evangelism. And all you have to do is tell people about the death the burial and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. It's no magic formula. It's not some huge thing. It's, yep, Jesus died. He was buried. He was resurrected. Yeah. Raised up on the third day. He's sent into heaven. He has all authority on and earth. Repent and so believe. Like, and see, everybody see, that, can do that.
0: That's that. that. The weapons of our war for are not carnal, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mighty through God. <laughs> 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 I, I'm, I'm stop. That's not what we're doing right now. This is, this is what we're doing right here.
3: Yes. I love how Keith's fake goes. He's really <laughs> yeah. soft. Uh, yes.
0: Yes. Um, something else is, I wanted to say this real quick before we go. Yeah. Um, We played a long clip in the first segment And I want to say that we've forgotten how to honor Honorable man I I remember growing up And seeing people at a funeral uh, With a procession that right yeah, procession. funeral
2: procession yeah. Yeah,
0: would come down the yeah. road people would literally pull over in their vehicles yeah. and some maybe of, get out and some of them would get out and they would honor someone because hey that was a, one of the only times the world was going to stop for you and life was valuable and we wanted to honor that life mm-hmm. in one way or another mm-hmm. we don't do that anymore and when we have honorable yeah. men particularly honorable men yeah you know, let's honor them in the best way that we can. And the best way to honor Jim was to proclaim the gospel because that man was one of the gospel <laughs> of Jesus Christ to go for. It ain't about me. It's about Jesus. So, uh,
1: CCMBooks.org yes. is where you can get CCMBooks.org uh, is where you can actually get all this stuff. In. How to Be Free from Bitterness and um, principles. principles of War are the two staple books that have they've impacted my life significantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you've so been impacted by it out.
0: too whether or not you know it like you yeah, really i mean yeah. if you listen to cross politic Cannon press yeah, exactly d- like yeah. that's those that's are the, all downstream from him yeah, yeah his autobiography too all right so hey if you're single get married if you're married have you some kids and if you have kids go baptize them until tomorrow love god with all your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbor as yourself go fight laugh and feast this is cross politic cheers to the king cheers oh, and by the way tomorrow's show is going to be so fire Oh, I already know the clip that we're playing for tomorrow's show. <laughs> it is fire, so you don't want to miss tomorrow's show.
1: It's the one where Trump tried to no, grab no. the steering the G- G- limo. <laughs> <laughs> and. We got that Kelly me jumped me in.
2: He was like, up. no, I'm not no. going to no. Art, Trump. No. Uh, Art, Art Kelly yeah. was there.
3: <laughs> Armored Republic exists to honor Christ the King by providing tools of liberty to free men. New York State just banned body armor. Armored Republic is suing the state of New York in federal court to resist their arrogant war against your God-given rights. Mass shootings are tragic acts of evil that are best resisted by armed citizens and brave watchmen ready to fight back. The main violent threat to human life is not individual criminals, it is tyranny. This is Armored Republic.